You are listening to Culture Uncut. First of all, I know the Colts were very interested in Jalen Phillips, and they had him matched with Quiddy Pay for most of the draft all season. But once the Colts did their due diligence on him and his background, he was off the Colts' board. So it was Quiddy Pay or nothing at that point. With the 21st pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Indianapolis Colts select Quiddy Pay. Defensive end, Michigan. He got a home run hitter in the backfield, and it only takes one handoff to change the game. He gave it to him, and the rest is history 67 yards later, and that's it. That's all she wrote. Hands off to Taylor. Taylor, big run! What's up, guys, and welcome to Culture Uncut, the training camp preview, guys. Really, really excited. It is Tuesday, July 26th, the Veterans Report today. Training camp kicks off tomorrow. Very exciting time to be a Colts fan and to be an NFL fan in general. So it's really, really exciting. Uh, you, if you couldn't tell, I'm, I'm pumped up and I'm ready to go. Uh, but before I get into the preview, I do want to uh, mention a few things about For the Culture and Luke and what, we're, what we've been talking about and what could become a possibility and certainly could be, become a reality. Um, obviously, we are probably not going to do a show together until between August 8th and August 12th uh, because that the Colts' first preseason game... I think is August 13th, the Saturday at 4. So we're going to do our preview show. But what we have been talking about, and obviously nothing is set in stone, but I am 100% on board for this, and, and Luca I think is too, is doing a game day live stream, meaning a pregame show before the game, and then a post-game show after the game. Uh, I'm not sure if we're going to do it in the preseason. I would like to just to kind of, you know, do some dry runs with it or whatever. But it's certainly on the table for the regular season, and I really want to do it because I think it would be such a great conduit to the fan base, and it would be such a great way to interact with you guys uh, and, and kind of build – build our show and build it with you. You know, uh, I'm excited about that, that, that option. Again, I've talked to Luke about it. He seems to be on board with it. You know, he's more of the technical guy, so I don't really know how it's going to happen or what, you know, what he needs to do or, or how hard it's going to be or any of that stuff. We didn't get in, into any of that, but I've been talking to him and he seems to be on board with it. Now, does that mean it's going to happen? No, there could be some issues but we definitely have spoken about it. I think it's something to be excited about. I think it would be certainly fun to have uh, you know, a pre- and post-game show on game days. I think that would be great. We're obviously not going to live stream the game. That's not our gig. But um, we're, we're certainly going to, you know, if we do this, we're certainly going to put a lot into it. And, you know, I think we'd probably do, you know, 30-minute pre-game, 
maybe an hour post game where we take your questions or whatever. And you, and that way you're getting our immediate reaction to what we've just watched for three hours. So that's something I wanted to mention. So we're talk, we're in talks with uh, about doing that. I think it would be great for our show. Uh, we've never done it, but we've actually never even really talked about it. So the fact that we're talking about it excites me because I'm really, you know, I, my, my mind as far as being on camera has completely changed. Uh, before, I, I was more of like, yeah, I don't want to go on camera, basically just because I'm just not comfortable on camera. But who cares? Like, I just, I don't care anymore. You know what I mean? You go through some stuff in your life, and you just realize what's important. Who cares? Like, I'm not the best-looking guy. Who cares? People aren't there to see what I look like. They're there to hear, you know, football talk. So I'm all in. I want to do it. Hopefully, you know, it works out. But I wanted to keep you guys kind of abreast of what's going on with that because, you know, we've never done that before, and I think it would be really, really great for not only us, but for you guys as well to interact with us on game day and be able to ask questions in the comments and whatnot and and just have a really, really open dialogue about the game and, and what's going on with the Colts. So I wanted to mention that before I get into the actual training camp preview. There are some there is some Colts news. Um and that is we placed some guys on, on, on the physically unable to perform list and those people are Darius Leonard. Taekwon Lewis, Rodney McLeod, Mike Strawn, and then the active non-football, uh, Eric Johnson II, who we drafted this year. Um, what this means is, at any time, these guys can come off, right? So, between now and the end of training camp, it, they, they, they should come off. Now, if they don't, then they, they and they go on PUP to start the season, they can't play for the first four weeks. Now, I don't necessarily... For for Darius Leonard, I, I that's not going to happen. He's going to be ready to play week one. Lewis is a little bit different. He's coming off a pretty significant injury. As far as McLeod and Strawn go, I don't know what their injuries are, so I don't I don't know. I mean, I think McLeod's may be a little less significant only because they haven't signed any more safeties. Um, but Strawn, they've been kicking the tires on some back-end depth guys. Uh, Isaiah Ford, I think, was one um, that's played. That was the only one I recognized that's played before. So, you know, they, they, they brought him in and worked him out. They didn't sign any of them. Um, so, who knows? But if that strong injury is significant and he can't make it back, I do expect them to bring in some level of, you know, competition because they've got to have it you know they and maybe it's a veteran maybe it's you know somebody like Emmanuel Sanders I mean who knows I, I don't I don't know but um I'm not overly concerned with any of that uh so you know that's the update on that um we we, we claimed Byron Cowart from the University of Maryland my alma mater off waivers from New England. I like this move. I think this brings depth to the defensive tackle position uh, where we have, you know, I, I like our rotation there, but I you always want to add competition. And I think, you know, you've got R.J. McIntosh. You've got, uh, you've got, now you've got Cowart. Um, you've got Johnson. And you've got my man from Cincinnati, plus Dio can slide in there. I mean, you've got a lot of options there, so I like that. I like the competition. I like, 
his experience. He's he's still relatively young. Um, he started all 14 games that he was healthy for in 2020. Uh, he was on pup all of 2021, so he's coming off an injury. He's only 26 years old, so this is I mean this is a buy low, you know, buy low candidate, and and you could end up with some high production. We remember we remember we did that with. Danico Autry, I don't think that's gonna. I don't think he's gonna be that significant of a signing, but I'm just saying it's the same general idea. So I like that signing. I like that he's got experience. I like that he's played on a winning team. Uh, I like that he's played for a demanding coach. Uh, his statistics aren't overly sexy, but you know, in a rotation, I just want a guy that can get out there and hold his own. And I certainly think this guy is capable of that. And I think he's got a really great shot to make the roster now. For updates on players uh, that, you know, everyone's talking about. So Julio Jones, that's that's the name that everyone's been talking about the last few days. I'm going to be quite honest with you. I have not heard anything from the Colts end about being interested in him. Um, I reached out to a friend of mine who I'm not going to name, but he told me that uh, his camp, Julio's camp, reached out to the Colts recently and would like to reunite with Matt Ryan. So they could be talking. I don't know. I just know the Colts really didn't have interest in him at all because they wanted to see what they had. But now that there's already an injury, and you guys know with this team, and with every team, it's not just the Colts, there's usually one position group that's just decimated by injuries. And I don't really, as long as he's not asking for, you know, $10 million or whatever, it, out of the options that we have, I'm not against a Julio Jones signing. I think you sign him to a, to a relatively cheap deal with incentives to make more money and try to make that happen. I'm with it. But from the Colts end, I haven't heard that's, you know, that, that that's what they're interested in. But again, they reached out to him. Um, Julio Jones and his agent, and so I think, you know, who knows, that that certainly opens the line of communication, and I don't think there was really much before that, based on what I heard, um, and then, you know, T.Y. Hilton, I, I just think kind of the same deal, the only way they bring him back is if they go through a rash of injuries, but I don't even think he's one or two on the list of guys that they would bring in, Um just based on what's happened with him the last few years, he, he's, you know, everyone loves T.Y., okay? And I'm not knocking him, but he's a smaller receiver that's battled all kinds of soft tissue injuries, also a neck injury. I just I, I just don't think it would be a smart signing unless they absolutely have, you know, have to make a move because of injuries. And he'd have to be willing to accept less money, which he really – you know, he did accept less money last year to stay with the Colts, but it wasn't significantly less. Um, and, you know, the fact that we offered him $10 million still blows my mind, but whatever, it's in the past. The bottom line for me is I just don't see it unless there's major, major injury issues uh, at wide receiver. And he's not, like, T.Y. at his age and where he is in his career, he's not coming in here to be a fourth receiver. Like, that's just not going to happen. So I think he ends up somewhere else, maybe Baltimore, maybe, you know, Atlanta, maybe Houston. I, who knows? Like, I mean, I, I do think T.Y. ends up somewhere, but I, I just don't think it's going to be 
in Indianapolis. And, you know, maybe I'll be wrong. Who knows? But I appreciate T.Y. Hilton. He was a a hell of a player and fun to watch, Uh, especially when 12 was playing. Man, they were were special. So uh, whatever happens, I wish him the best. He's a good guy and uh, really, really, really was a great receiver for the Colts. So, uh, And then Kenny Moore, what I've been told on him, and again, you guys know how this goes. Everything is subject to change. But what I've been told on Kenny Moore is they are absolutely not rene- renegotiating his deal during this season. He's he's he, and he's going to play on the contract that he has. Maybe at the end of the year they they renegotiate it. I don't know, um, but that's what I was told that they're not even thinking about renegotiating it. They have a lot of other things they have to take care of. A lot of a lot of really good players are going to be up, you know, and that's that's the way it is. So um, I don't expect. Uh, I don't expect them to renegotiate that deal, and as far as I know, they're not even really talking about it. So uh, he and I, you know, he he reported to camp. He's going to play, so that's good. It's not going to be a distraction, I don't think. And then finally, Quentin Nelson. Um, they they are constantly working on him. Uh, that 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 deal is going to be huge. It that's why it's taking so long. Um, I don't think they're going to work on it during the season, and if it comes to it, they put you know they're going to put the franchise tag on him and try to negotiate it after the season. Um, but he's going to be in Indianapolis. You guys don't have to worry. He's going to be in Indianapolis, no question. He's going to get paid. Going to be one of the highest paid, probably the by far the highest paid guard in the league. Maybe the whole you know highest paid lineman in the league. You just never know. But um, those are my kind of my updates on those guys. Um, you know, again. Everything changes. Everything is constantly moving. People hate when I say that because they think I'm just making this stuff up, but I'm not. What happens is things change. Circumstances change. Variables change. People get injured. Um, there's needs. There's things that happen. And that's, I mean, it's, you know, it, it's the way of the game. It's the way it goes. So I'm just giving you the update that I got, and we'll see what happens. I mean, again, I kind of hope they signed Julio just to have. Um, somebody with that, you know, the, the, that's the size, speed kind of guy that Ballard likes, and I think it would take a ton of pressure off of not only Michael Pittman, but also Alex Pierce, because Alex Pierce is going to have a ton of pressure on him because we don't have a lot outside of him. Maybe Ashton Doolin, Paris, if he can stay healthy, but you, you know how that goes. So I'm not against it. Um, it's just all a matter of what Julio Jones wants. How much money does he want? So if you ask me, you know, out of the guys that are available, you know, I think he's probably the most likely the Colts would go after just because I think he's got a little more, a little bit more left in the tank than T.Y. And I think, you know, obviously the injuries are, are a bad thing that he suffered through in Tennessee last year. But he, when he was on the field, he still made some plays. So uh, I'm not against that. Now, again, I haven't heard anything from the Colts being super interested in him. But I do know, like I said, that his agent reached out to the Colts. So you never know. Maybe they can work something out, and that will help you know strengthen our our receiver core. And it also allows Julio Jones not to have to be the number one guy, you know, he, he can just be the, you know, a guy that takes the pressure off of, off of Pitt, and, and then you add in all the other things that we have going with this offense, I, I think it's, I think it's a solid fit, it just all comes down to money, 
How much is he going to want? Is he going to want a guaranteed starting position? Is he going to, you know, who knows? But uh, as far as T.Y., I think that ship sailed. Uh, Kenny Moore is going to play this year. They're not going to renegotiate his contract based on what I was told. And Quentin Nelson, is, there's constant dialogue. He will end up in Indianapolis Colt for an extended period of time. They're working on a long-term deal. He's going to get a ton of money. And uh, our offensive line, Stalwart, is going to be in Indianapolis for a very long time. So I hope that you know makes you guys feel good. Certainly makes me feel good because Quentin Nelson is one of the two best guards. You know Zach Martin's really good, and then and then Quentin Nelson is the best in my opinion. So um, now we get into the the training camp preview. So I'm going to go over five things because I'm not obviously going to be able to go to training camp. And that sucks for me, but it is what it is. I'm in Maryland and Luke's in Jersey, and it's just not an easy thing for us to do in the middle of the you know, summer to go up there and, and you know do that. So uh, I'm not going to have a lot of training camp updates because there's going to be other people like, you know, Bring the Juice uh, um, and some of the other podcasts that are going to be covering it. So they're going to be there. I'm not going to regurgitate. Um, you know, other people's takes when I haven't seen anything with my own eyes. Now, if maybe they show a practice or show something where I can actually sit and watch a practice, then I'll definitely have some takes. But I've never been a guy that bases my opinion on reading what someone else says. I need to see the game with my own eyes. So I probably won't put anything out unless there's like a night practice and they, you can watch it on Colts.com or something like that or just a, a practice that they put on, which I don't know if they will. Luke seems to think they will, but I don't really remember them doing that before. So I don't know. But if they do that, I will definitely put a you know put my thoughts out there on a show. But if not, then you know I'm just going to be like you guys, listening to what all the media and, and the guys that are out there are saying. And, and sometimes I can get you into trouble. It usually does, because there's usually like, you know, Superstar guys in training camp that turn out to be duds. Ben Banigou comes to mind. A couple other big receivers. Deron Carter. We all thought he was going to be Randy Moss and you know that how that turned out. But back to what I was saying. The things I think you guys should pay attention to that the for the people that are lucky enough to go to training camp and, and go and check out the team, the things that I would look at Number one, I've got five things here. Number one, Matt Ryan and his rapport with the wide receivers, tight ends, and running backs. That is one of the most important things that has to develop over the next few weeks, is that rapport between Matt Ryan, Michael Pittman, you know, Kylan Granson, Mo Ali Cox, you know, Naheem Hines. Al, you know, I'm not going to go through the whole roster, but you guys get what I'm saying. That stuff has to happen now that has to those relationships have to be built. They have you know obviously they've started being built, but that built that building has to ramp up now. That rapport has to ramp up now because we want when we get to regular season, you want to just know what each other's thinking. You know, know when they're going to break a route off or or an option route, what they're going to do on that. So you you really want to be prepared and have that rapport, and I think that's super important. So that's one thing I would keep an eye on. How is his rapport with, with our main receivers? So that would be, um, you know, obviously Pitt, uh, Pierce, Campbell, and and uh, obviously, who am I forgetting? Oh, Ashton Doolin. Ashton Doolin. And then, 
you know, the backup guys, but I don't think they're going to see the field as much. And then Hines and, you know, see how he takes the checkdowns and all that and how he handles different looks that our defense give, gives them, all that stuff. But I, the, the bottom line, I think, is going to be you're going to be really impressed because this guy, I, I feel like, is super motivated and it's something to keep an eye on, and I think it's going to really get you guys excited because I think he's going to come out and show why uh, he was once thought of as one of the best quarterbacks in the league and an MVP and a guy that can lead a team to a Super Bowl. So uh, really excited to hear about that, and uh, I think that's something you should certainly keep an eye on. Number two thing to watch, Matt Pryor versus Bernard Raymond at left tackle. Now, they're going to be going up against elite players. I mean, Ngakwe could be over there. Quiddy could be over there. Um, you know, they can put all kinds of guys over there and test those two. And I think it's going to be a fun matchup because I love Raymond's traits. I like Pryor's experience and what I saw from him last year. But I think it's a really going to be a really interesting battle between those two. And I think we have players on the defensive side of the ball that are really going to push them uh, to get better, and I think that's that's what you do in training camp. You you know it's it's us against us, and you're pushing each other to get better. And I think that's what's going to happen here. I think you're going to see you know our DNs and those guys push these guys, especially Raymond, because he's never seen a Yannick Ngakwe, a Quidipe, a Dio. Um, he's never seen those guys. So like, and it was when where he was playing. So it's going to be a, a you know. That's where I think Pryor has the advantage because he's played against some elite players where Raymond hasn't. So it's going to be a jump for him. So it's going to be an exciting uh, battle between those two. And I think Raymond's got a chance. He's got all the physical traits. He's got everything that you look for in a left tackle. So it's going to be a battle, and I think that's one you should get, you guys should keep an eye on because I think it's going to be an interesting one. Number three, the backup running back battle. You've got Lindsey versus Tyson Williams versus Devontae Price, who I like a lot, versus Deion Jackson, versus C.J. Verdell. I think they're going to keep four backs. I think one of them could be a returner. I don't know. Um, but I, like, everybody seems to think Lindsey's going to make the team, and he he probably has the best chance of these guys. But I don't necessarily think it's a guarantee. Because if some of these guys show out, and they're very talented. Williams is very talented, who we brought over from the Ravens. Price is very talented. Verdell's a special player. Reminds me of of uh, Naheem Hines. If he could just stay healthy, he was really, really great at Oregon when he was on the field. And then Deion Jackson, who the Colts loved last year. So I think that's a fun, you know, going to be fun to watch those backup guys go at it. Uh, I think two of those guys are going to make the team. It'll probably be Philip Lindsay and one of the other guys. But you never know. I, he was Somebody asked me what my surprise cut would be. That would be my surprise cut. Uh, Philip Lindsay. Do I think it's going to happen? Probably not, but it is possible. So um, that's that's the third thing I would keep an eye on. The fourth thing is the matchup between, well, it's not a matchup, but the battle for the second outside corner spot between Isaiah Rogers and Brandon Faison. Brandon Faison is, is, is experienced in this defense. He played for Gus Bradley last year in Vegas. But Isaiah Rogers, man, he is different. He's a different breed. He's got, I think he's the fastest guy on the team. He's got great ball skills. He's a smaller guy, but he's really good in press coverage. He's got great makeup speed. 
Uh, he plays trail really well and can do whatever you need done as far as quarterbacks go. Excuse me, cornerbacks go. So I think that's going to be an interesting matchup. It's the experience in the defense versus all those athletic traits. I like both of these guys. I think they're both going to be really good in this defense. But I think Rodgers has the edge just because of his physical talent and ball skills. So that's that's another thing I keep an eye on, uh, the fourth thing. And then finally, how fast does this defense pick up Gus Bradley's scheme? It's different. It's not. I mean, there's portions of it. Obviously, every defense has portions of it that are the same. But the, the thing I love about Gus Bradley's defense that I didn't like about Fluces is it's press coverage all day, every day. It's not off coverage. I hated the off coverage. I understand off coverage because it, you know, there's certain limitations that corners have and you want to try to put them in the best position not to get beat deep. But man, I'm an, I'm an aggressive guy. I want to get up in your face and attack the receiver, make him fight to get off the line of scrimmage. And so I really like that about Bradley's scheme. I also like the freedom that the four guys up front have to attack the quarterback. That's another thing I really like about this defense. But again, it's different. It's not exactly the same, and they're going to have to learn it. And it, nothing that's that you are new to is going to, you know, you're not going to master it overnight. So these next few weeks, month, whatever, is super important to get the continuity of the defense, the understanding of the calls, all of that stuff, where you're supposed to be. All of those things are very, very important. Now, I think without question with the veteran leadership and the players that we have, very smart, very talented, I don't think this is going to be a problem. But I think it'll be interesting if you go to camp to watch how it starts off. You know, they're probably not going to play as fast. They're probably not going to know exactly where they're supposed to be. But by the end of training camp, I think you're going to see a noticeable difference because NFL players, especially the ones we have, pick up things fast. They start to play fast. And when you play fast, you don't have to think. It's all instinct. And that was the great thing about Fluce's defense. We played so fast. We were an attacking defense. Um, we, we were there. When there was a play, I mean, everybody was there. Hats to the ball. Everybody run into the ball. And I think you're going to see a lot of the same similarities with Gus Bradley's defense. Built on speed, hustle, getting there you know, gang tackling, forcing turnovers, all that's going to be the same, but the coverages are going to be a little different. The uh, techniques are going to be a little bit different, and they've got to learn that stuff, and they will. And I'm excited to see how they work together, come together, and learn this new defense and hit the ground running week one. I, I really hope that they can get everything locked down, and I think they will. And then you go into the season with this defense, with this attacking front, press coverage. It's going to be a whole new look for teams playing the Colts. Now, obviously, they know Gus Bradley, so they can scout him, but they've never seen Gus Bradley with this amount of talent. Not at least since uh, probably Seattle, and I don't even know if he had that much talent there when, when he was there because he left, I think, before they won the Super Bowl to be the Jags head coach. So this might be the most talented defense he's had. And that's a scary thought because when he's got great players, and he was great, I think, with the Chargers. He had them in the top five, I think, as well. I think this defense has more talent than that one did. So Gus Bradley with talent, and this is what I said about Flus too. Like, you can be as great a D coordinator as you want to be, but if you don't have players, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. 
and we've got players at all three levels. So definitely the fifth thing that I would watch, keep an eye on at this training camp, is the defense, how quick it adjusts, how fast they play, how quickly they pick up the calls. All that stuff is going to play a big role in if you know in the start of the season. We cannot have slow starts, man. That's killed us. It killed us last year, and then we didn't finish strong. So you put those together, and, and you don't make the playoffs. We have got to come home this year for our first game against Kansas City at, at Luke, at the Luke, 2-0. and There's no reason and no excuse not to be 2-0. and We go to Houston. We go to Jacksonville. We're better. We have a better roster, a better team all the way around. No excuses. So this defense has got to get rolling early. they got to play fast, physical pick up the techniques, and that's the thing, the last thing that I would watch, you know, going into camp. I think those are the five of the most important things that are going to decide our season. So I just thought that'd be, you know, obviously I'm not going to be there, guys, but I just thought I would give you what I would look for if I could be there. And you guys can kind of check that out, maybe, you know, write down some notes and maybe leave comments and tweet it or whatever and see what you, you know, say what you saw, because I would certainly love to hear it. Um, And I think it'd be really interesting because I think, there's a lot of really positive things going on with this team right now, and, and uh, optimism is at a all-time high, and uh, I'm really excited. So uh, that wraps up the five things to watch at training camp. Now, the, the I'm going to give you the ten guys that I'm really interested in seeing how they do this entire time, like the training camp, preseason games, all that. Number one, a guy who I think has a really good chance now of starting – at strong safety, Nick Cross. I am so excited to watch him play. Um, he is an elite athlete, great ball skills, big-time hitter. We have two really elite tacklers at safety. Julian is was one of the – I think he might have been the highest-rated tackler at safety when he came out. And this kid's the same deal. He's a little younger, so he's, he's you know probably a little bit more raw. But, man, he's got elite traits, and I am so excited to watch him uh, – and what he can do back there. Uh, and then, you know, Julian, coming off that injury, already back, not on Pup. I mean, I'm excited to see where he's at physically. Hopefully, he, you know, it's going to be a grind for him, I think, because he's coming from back from such a serious injury. But just seeing the ground that he can make up, you know, before September 11th is going to be fun to watch. Hopefully, there's no serious, you know, any serious uh, trip ups or setbacks or any of that. Hopefully he can he you know they've got a plan for him and he's going to be ready to go September 11th. But the fact that he's ready for training camp is friggin' amazing and it's it just says a lot about him and his training and doing whatever he needed to do to get back to this team to help them because I'm sure it was not easy for him to watch you know Andrew Zendejo and and no offense but George Odom he was okay. Uh, but the safeties that we had back there are last year are nothing, not even in the same stratosphere as as Julian Blackman. He's a special player, so uh, I'm really excited to to see him back on the field, see that 32 running around making plays. Uh, so that's the second guy I'm really excited to see. Third guy, Dio. He's coming off an injury. Really kind of, you know, he got his feet wet last year, but he wasn't 100. percent um, you know, he he did a lot of different things, wasn't super productive, but I think this year he's going to make that jump. He's going to be a guy that can slide inside, he can play outside. Uh, he's a an immense human being um, with a lot of talent, 
and I think he's going to be a big part of our rotation. He's obviously not going to start barring an injury, but I do think he's going to be a big part of what we do defensively and rotating defensive linemen. So that's another guy that I'm excited to see what he does in this training camp and preseason games because I think this is first time he's been healthy in two years. So I think you're going to see a big upgrade in his play. Um, and then another guy, uh, number number four that I want to watch is EJ Speed. When he played in that Arizona game, I thought he played out of his mind. He looks the he looks the part. He played great. Darius is probably not going to play much in this preseason. EJ Speed is probably going to play the will, I would think. You know, I'm sure that he, he you're going to move him around, but I think he's going to get a lot of reps at the will spot. And I cannot wait to watch him play. He's big, long, fast, everything you want in a in a linebacker. He's just blocked by the best linebacker in the NFL. So I'm excited to see him and what he does with this opportunity because he's going to get a lot of opportunities, a ton of reps. He's going to play a lot in the games. And we already know how great he is on special teams. I, I just, I'm excited to see how much he's grown as a player since we signed him and drafted him. So uh, that's that's my fourth guy. My fifth guy is Curtis Brooks, defensive tackle. My favorite pick in this draft, him and Nick Cross and Jelani Woods are probably my favorite three. Um, but, yeah, Nick, uh, excuse me, um, Curtis Brooks is a guy that really was productive at Cincinnati, did a lot of great things, pressured the quarterback. He, he's uh, got a motor that doesn't stop. Uh, so I'm really excited to see him go against our offensive line, uh, see how he does on the interior. I think he's going to be very good. You guys know, if you've listened, I've raved about him. He was a stud at Cincinnati. I cannot believe he lasted as long as he did in the draft. But everyone else's loss is the Indianapolis Colts gain, and this kid is going to play with a chip on his shoulder. I think he's going to be a standout in this training camp and in these preseason games. And I think he's going to be a part of our of our rotation when the regular season comes. So really excited to see Curtis Brooks play. And then Sterling Weatherford. I, I like him a lot. I like his size. He's He reminds me uh, of EJ Speed in a lot of ways with his height and his size, his length uh, at linebacker. I want to see how he handles the step up and play, the position, um, how quickly he can pick things up. Uh, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see how they use him, and how he picks up the defense. Because he's, again, these guys are traitsy as hell. They've got so many guys that are super athletic and traitsy and have every, by traitsy I mean like long, athletic, physical, uh, you know, that they've got so many of these type of players that makes it so exciting. It's funny because before, when I was younger, I, I hated preseason and, and training camp, and now, I love it because you see these guys that are going to be depth pieces probably, barring injury, um, and you get to see what they're capable of doing and you know what their ceiling could be. And I think Weatherford is a guy that I think has an extremely high ceiling, uh, and I'm excited to see where he's at physically when, once he gets on the field with all these other pros. And it's going to be fun to watch you know, and see him in these preseason games and see what he does with the time that he's given because – you know, as a rookie undrafted free agent, your rep level and your rep repetitions aren't going to be as high as other guys. So you got to really make the most of those reps that you get. Him and JoJo Doman are going to battle it out. I like Sterling in that battle, but you know he's got to come out and play and show what he can do. So, um, and then 
you know, Bernard Raymond, obviously a huge pick for us. Um, you know, we got to see where he's at, you know, how he handles elite pass rush talent, um, how he is in the run game, which I think will be fine. Um, just, I'm just excited. I mean, because I think this guy could be the left tackle of the future. Now, who knows if that's going to come to fruition, but it starts with his training camp. He's got to have a good camp. Um, he's got an opportunity to win the job. Frank Reich said that. So he's got a chance. Obviously, you know, you, you look at, you look at the left tackle position and, you know, it, it's a battle. I mean, Matt Pryor's got a little bit of a, you know, leg up on him because of his experience. But Raymond, I think, is more physically talented. So um, I'm, you know, again, really interested to see how he does, uh, you know, when he gets out on the field under the bright lights against these other teams and their pass rushers. Now, obviously, he's not going to see the best of the best because they're probably going to rest those guys, those teams we play, like Tampa Bay. Um, they're not going to play their A rushers. They're, they're not going to risk that. But um, I am excited to see how he handles that and the speed that he's going to see. Uh, and then the last three guys that I'm, I'm really excited about watching are offensive players. And two are pretty high draft picks. Jelani Woods, obviously big-time player, uh, physical, big, catches everything, fast. I think he could have a major, major impact this year based on where he played at college, the type of competition he played against, and how well he played. He can block, he can catch the ball, he can run after the catch. Matt Ryan is not going to hesitate to throw him the ball. Uh, I think he could overtake Granson if you want my, you know, not maybe not right away, but I think in the end, I think he's the more talented player. So I'm excited to watch him, you know, this training camp and see where he's at and how he competes with, with the rest of the guys but I think his upside, like a lot of these guys, is just off the charts. I, there's so much to like about him. Then Alex Pierce, obviously, everybody loves him. The size, the speed, uh, route running is better than anticipated. Um, he's a really hard worker. Uh, certainly going to be in the mix for that number two receiver spot. And barring like an injury again, of course, or a signing, maybe if he, we sign Julio Jones, maybe they, they slide him. But I, I, I know that the Colts... The last time I checked in, we're really focused on seeing what they had at wide receiver the first part of this camp. So that means guys like Pierce and Campbell and Doolin and Patman and Cooty and um, the the kid, the other receiver from Cincinnati. And there's a lot of guys. They want to see what they have. Um, so, but Pierce, I just think has everything you want. I think. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's tall. He can go get the ball. He can high point the ball. He's, he's got elite athletic traits. Um, he's going to be a really, really good player. I think he's going to take a lot of pressure off of Pitt. And I think, you know, just again, it's all about adjusting to the level of competition. So with all of these young, young guys, that's what it's about, whether it be offensive line, safety, receiver, tight end. It's all about adjusting to the, the level of competition, which is obviously elite in this league. You're playing against the best of the best. So I'm um, really pumped to see Pierce. Hopefully he'll go against, uh, you know, Gilmore some in practice and, and you know, Faison and Rogers, uh, you know, maybe some Kenny Moore. I mean, we've got good corners, so it'll be good. It'll be a good test for our receivers. Uh, we've got good coverage linebackers. That'll be a good test for our tight ends. 
So, and also good coverage safety. So, um, I think because our roster is so good, it's going to uh, eliminate some of that learning curve because you're going to be, listen, if everybody's up here and I'm holding my hand up high and you're down here, they're going to pull you up. Their play is going to pull you up. So I think that's a really positive thing, uh, going forward in training camp to watch. So, um, seeing how these young guys adjust to the competition level and play level and, you know, play speed really is, and picking up, obviously young guys picking up the playbook is always a, a, an issue, you know, especially with receivers. Frank likes those guys to learn all, you know, all the spots or whatever, but I don't think Pierce is going to have a problem with that. He's a smart kid. I think he's, you know, he's played, uh, and he'll, you know, high level, you know, in college. And I think he knows the routes and all that and, and for different positions, but I think he's mainly going to be a, a an outside guy. Um, so, my final guy to watch, and I'm really excited about this kid because he's waited his turn, and last year when he got a chance to play, he was really, really good, and that's Danny Penner. Um, you can tell the, the rest of the linemen love him, and now it's his job. You know, it's, He's the right guard. It's his job to lose. I don't think Will Fries is going to challenge him. He was outstanding last year. I thought he did an outstanding job when he came in, whether it was at center or guard and played his ass off, and he's, he's, I love guys like this, it, it, it reminds me of, of Pascal in a way, you know, Pascal came in, he, Penner was obviously drafted, so there's a little bit of a difference, but Pascal came in, and every year he got a little better, he worked his ass off, and then he got a deal, you know, when it came, when it came time to, to, you know, make money, he got a deal from the Eagles, and, and, and I was really happy for him, um, you like to see those guys that work hard, don't make excuses, they just come in, they, 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 they're out there, they're dependable, they're available, uh, and that's the way Penner's been. So I love players like that. They're very easy to root for, and I, I'm excited to watch him play with this line. I think I think this line has the potential to be much better than last year's um, because of Penter's upside. Remember, he's young. Also, Raymond's upside, Pryor's upside, Um I think left tackle in general is going to be much in much better hands than it was last year. Um, obviously, you know we lost a couple of really solid, um, you know, guards. But I really think, you know, on one at one guard you've got the best, and at the other guard you've got a guy that's on his way up, emerging as a a really really good player. Those, you know, Golinski, I loved him, and then you know, but he's kind of on the he's headed back down the downside. I think he's almost 30, or maybe he is 30. And uh, I just like Penner a lot, and I think it's going to be fun to watch him work with this offensive line. And I know those guys really are happy for him now that he's getting an opportunity to really go out there and play. Um, so those are the 10 guys that I'm really, really excited about seeing play this training camp and more more so preseason games and see how they do. Uh, some of these guys are probably not going to play a ton in preseason, but either way, you know, there's a lot to be excited excited about with this team, and you know, I, I'm not. I don't think there's any team in the AFC or in all of the league, really, NFL, that I don't think this team healthy can beat. There's not one. Not Kansas City. Not the Chargers. Not the Raiders. Not Denver. Not. I mean, everybody on this schedule that we play is beatable with this roster. Do I think we're going 17 and 0? Of course not. I think we're going 13 and 4. <laughs> but um, I really, really love this team. I like the quarterback so much. I think I think we're getting a 
a Philip Rivers type quarterback with another level. I think he's going to be Philip Rivers from the shoulders up, but better from from the shoulders down, meaning arm strength, uh, ability to make those wide out throws and and you know deep throws, all that stuff that Phil struck kind of struggled with because of the arm strength. I'm so excited to have Matt Ryan. So that is my training camp preview, guys. If there is any way I can watch, you know, training camp practices, I will, and I will absolutely, you know, share my thoughts. But if not, I probably won't be back unless we sign somebody or obviously there's big news, an injury, God forbid. Remember how last year was, Jesus, it was a circus. You know, Wentz got hurt, and there was rumors he was going to be out for all this time, and, you know, Darius was hurt, and everybody, I mean, it was just, Quentin, I mean, let's just hope this year is smoother than last year, because last year, out the gate was a friggin' disaster, and not just out the gate of training camp, out the gate of the regular season, too, when you start, what were we, 1-4, 0-3, yeah, that can't happen again, so hopefully things start much better with training camp, and then also much better with the regular season. And I think it will. I think this team, I think this is the best roster we've had since Ballard's been here. He he just keeps building. And we've got, this is the year. We have to win this division. It has to happen. There's no excuses. Tennessee, you know, at best to me, they're, we're even. We have to find a way to win this. They're, they're, we cannot lose to Jacksonville. The only team in this division that I feel like should has the capability to, to beat us is Tennessee. And it's because they have, you know, an elite player. That's it. We, we should handle everybody else. At worst, I think we should go 5-1 in the, in the division. At worst. Anything, anything less than that is going to be unacceptable to me. So, um, that, that is my training camp preview. I'm really excited. I think this team is special, and it's going to be a special year. Um, you know, just hope that the injuries don't, you know, there's not any serious injuries, knock on wood. And, you know, everybody that's on PUP is ready by week one. Um, I, obviously, Darius will be ready to play. I, I'm not sure on McLeod and Strawn's injuries. I know McLeod, they haven't picked up another safety, so I think that he's going to be okay. Um, I expect to see... Most of those guys activated and and at some point during preseason. So, um, yeah. So I'm really excited and like I said, um, keep an eye out for Luke and I doing a. I don't know if we're gonna do it with preseason, but definitely we are certainly kicking around the idea, and I'm all for it uh, of doing pre and post game live streams with you guys. I, I just think it's it's the right thing to do. I know other podcasts are way ahead of us in this regard. Um, we just haven't done it for whatever reason, whether it's been technical issues or whatever, or me just not wanting to be on camera. But I don't care anymore. Like, I just don't. Like, I, you go through, like, health scares. It just puts everything in perspective. Who really cares? Nobody's on there to see what I look like. Nobody's on there to, you know, critique my looks. They're on there to get football talk, and, and that's the bottom line. So uh, I am pumped, guys. If you didn't notice, and I can't believe we're less than two months away from, I mean, shit, a month and a half, really, um, from kicking off in Houston on September 11th. So I'm really, 
I'm really bullish on this team, and I'm really excited about seeing what happens the next few weeks in training camp and what happens with some of these position battles uh, because I think there's a lot of good ones. And, and I hate to use a chuck line, but it is true. Iron sharpens iron, and when you have a lot of really good players playing against each other, the level of play gets raised, and that's always a beautiful thing. So with that, I'm going to wrap this up. This has been Culture Uncut, the training camp preview. I'm your host, Jason Spears. I will talk to you guys soon. It will probably be with Luke on For the Culture for the preview of our opening preseason game, Saturday, August 13th at Buffalo. So with that, I'm going to wrap it up. This has been Culture Uncut.